Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Chronicle, digital collectibles from the world's greatest brands. Chronicle is a studio and marketplace digital platform built entirely for fans, featuring officially licensed digital collectibles, also commonly known as NFTs. XNL, which is powered by Chronicle, is a carefully crafted utility token designed to offer a series of rewards and incentives for Chronicle community. For more information, please go to chronicle.io. Again, that's chronicle.io. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a guest all the way out in Perth, Australia, working on an amazing NFT project that you need to learn more about. We'll have an opportunity to have that in your hands, hopefully real soon. We have Tim with the amazing and incredible Chronicle.io. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing very well for a late night where I am. But yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you staying late for us as we start to learn more about everything you have going on with Chronicle. First, want to learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? So background on myself and, and I guess kind of how it relates to Chronicle and what we're looking to do is that I come kind of from a super fan background. Myself and some of the team members within Chronicle back in 2014 kind of caught whim of this rumor that Universal Pictures confirmed, which was, hey, we're going to be doing another Jurassic Park film, finally, after like this long hiatus of like, you know, 11, 12 years since the third one. And my friend Jack and I basically got together and created this sort of in-world digital experience for fans around the world to connect. And we just put it online live and didn't really say, you know, who was behind it. We just mocked something up and put this thing live. Before we knew it, kind of the Jurassic community found it online. Twitter started to explode. And at this point, every single sort of entertainment news outlet was kind of hungry for any kind of news drop that they could get about this new and upcoming movie. Everyone was trying to find out who was going to be in it, what the plot details were going to be. So some of the media outlets got hold of this website and, and sort of thought it was the real deal from, from Universal Pictures. And before you knew it, Universal actually had formally reached out to us because Colin Trevorrow, the film director, saw it and, and really liked it. And so kind of went from this sort of geeky fan moment to creating this website, which can ties in all of the film canon, if you like. Went from that to like actually being sort of part of a much larger project in an official capacity with Universal. They flew us out to LA, got to meet the team. And basically our position at this point was to represent the fans by creating a digital sort of interactive immersive experience before for the marketing of the movie. We did that in 2014, 2015. Obviously, everyone knows how successful Jurassic World ended up being. I mean, to be fair, I think it kind of exceeded the studio's expectations as well. And straight away, they pretty much announced two more sequels. 
Uh, one of them, the second one that we worked on as well, um, which was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And for that, we basically, you know, again, got a team together and created sort of this digital interactive storytelling experience behind Claire Deering's Dinosaur Protection Group, if anyone's familiar with the movie. So basically, we did this whole Save the Dinosaurs campaign online. So that was really exciting. In between those years as well, we did a lot of sort of consulting work with Universal as well. Anything from like the Lego series to toy series, merchandise, just basically, you know, they had a lot of ideas and they just wanted some some feedback on. So it's kind of in this context of things, having having done a lot of work with a major film studio before on a much beloved brand, there's this mega, mega franchise that we're like, well, why not some sort of you know, apply this to other brands and other franchises and, and you know, represent fandoms with digital collectibles in, in, in kind of the NFT world. And that's kind of the, the basis behind the formation of Chronicle. Wow. So robust background, getting to work with Jurassic World, create these immersive experiences. And, you know, it's so timely with just everything that's going on with the metaverse and with Facebook's big push to now going to that and with everything going on with the NFT space. It sounds like you're very well positioned to be able to really take care and, and, and to build upon what is becoming the new reality for the internet. So really quickly, just can you give us a quick background of like, how did you even learn about the crypto blockchain space? And then like, once you found out about it, you know, how did that kind of shift the immersive experiences that you're providing for like Universal into now more of this crypto landscape? Yeah, so it's all, all about timing kind of, I guess. So um, I actually got into crypto in the 2017 bull run. Uh, I got into it in September. And if, if anyone remembers that uh, period, that was a really interesting period because I think the week I got into crypto was when the China flood came. And so I think Bitcoin went down and then we went back up. I got into it then. And I think purely at that point, it was kind of like how everyone gets into it. You see stuff online, you hear chatter and you kind of dive into it. And then all of the learning about, you know, the Satoshi Nakamoto white paper and all of that stuff kind of comes later and you catch up and, and, and do all of that. So yeah, certainly been around the space since 2017, late 2017. And I've been absolutely uh, obsessed ever since. I think this is kind of like the new evolution, I guess, of where technology is heading. And, you know, we really felt like there's a big opportunity here with digital collectibles, not just, you know, what they can do for fans, but what they can do for brands as well. Definitely. You know, being in the space for four years and being able to see both a first bull market and a bear market and now back into another bull. We talk about timing. We talk about how different things were kind of being built over the course of those four years. And one of the big topics right now is our NFTs. And another large topic at hand is mass adoption. Like how, even though people are now aware of crypto, are aware of NFTs, all this stuff, most people still aren't involved. Most of the world is not involved in the world of cryptocurrency because it's not very easy to get on board. But I know that Chronicle is directly trying to help solve that. Can you kind of explain what it is and how you're going about to solve that challenge? hundred percent. So what was quite interesting with Chronicle and, and probably how it differs to a lot of other projects is early this year when we kind of had this idea about tying in our experience with, with the world of digital collectibles and NFTs. One of the first things that we did was we actually had a chat with some of the studios over in Los Angeles and we're like, hey, you're getting, getting a bit of intel. Are you looking at this space? Which they were. You know, I think everyone was at the point when Beatles art piece sold for 69 million. What do you want to see in the ideal partner? What kind of features or you know of of this of a partner platform would you be interested in seeing? And so some of the feedback we were getting was, you know, we want stuff that 
represents the fans, you know, kind of can be accessed by people outside crypto, don't need to understand what Ethereum is or get registered on, a, on an exchange or have to handle like a MetaMask wallet, like something that's a little bit more sort of controlled, centralized, and something that's really easy. Like we're, we're talking a parent's level easy and trying to get them in, in, involved in it. And so we basically took that feedback and, and said, okay, well, this is, this is what Chronicle is going to be. So we're basically on a mission to create the, the world's easiest NFT platform. Our Chronicle is targeted both towards crypto users, but mainly towards the people that are like, what's an NFT? Or how do I get my first NFT? We want Chronicle to be to be for them. And so things like email address sign up or one-click registration with your Google accounts, purchasing a digital collectible with a credit card, you know, having having all of your digital collectibles managed for you in a wallet by Chronicle. These are the kind of things that we've we've been looking to create first. And then slowly as we're kind of onboarding, you know, millions of fans around the world through through the brands that we're partnering with, hopefully. We'll be sort of looking at other ways to sort of bring up sort of the crypto adoption. So things like you know, being able to purchase a collectible with crypto as well. Those those kind of initiatives. Yeah, I want to unpack that just a few more steps, simply because for for most people who are listening to the show, you're very aware of what it takes to get an NFT right now, especially through most landscapes. You go onto a certain platform, you typically get ETH. You then send it to some sort of wallet, whether it's MetaMask or something else. You then go to a place like an open sea or rareable, et cetera. And then you can make your purchases from there. It's a lot of steps. It's not extremely easy for a, a crypto novice or someone that's brand new, just trying to get into the space. But there's a couple of things that you brought up that immediately sparked my interest of. So you're telling me you can basically sign up online using an email address. You can still put up a credit card and now you can still have access to buying these NFTs, having it being stored on the native wallet as well. Kind of walk me through, let's say for both your brand new person coming into the space and then for your crypto OGs who are like, well, you know, do I own those keys? Like, how do I then send that NFT other places, etc.? Can you kind of walk me through that? Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today. And as always, stay Cryptocurrent. That's right. So Chronicle, just, just to be very clear and transparent as well, Chronicle from the outset is a centralized platform. And so users won't be able to send their NFT outside of Chronicle, but then that's kind of consistent with a lot of other um, similar like-minded platforms like Quid or Phoebe and, and some of the other players in that space. And for those that are wondering you know, why is that the case, that feature is actually what gets us in with the brands in the first place. The brands want that feature because they want to ensure basically that their collectibles are sort of being traded in an ecosystem where they, whereby they can kind of continue to you know, collect royalties on secondary sales. They're also very interested in being able to sort of have a, an idea of, you know, who, who's, who's interested in their brand, who's interested in their collectibles as well. And so those kind of opportunities emerge. So basically, for those that aren't aware, we use the NEAR protocol as our blockchain for the collectibles. NEAR protocol have built a Ethereum virtual machine called Aurora. And that's specifically what we're using. And the choice for that blockchain, aside from the obvious, a lower gas fees compared to Ethereum network is 
that basically their blockchain is carbon neutral. That becomes a very important conversation, actually, when we introduce Chronicle to a lot of the brands. One of the very first conversations gets brought up is sort of, you know, about the sort of energy usage of, of blockchains. And, you know, that's been very kind of... Um, there's been a lot of PR around that, I guess, through the rise of NFTs. And us just sort of having that slide in our deck saying, hey, we're actually using uh, near protocol and, and we're on a carbon neutral network and we're you know, looking at sustainable and eco-friendly ways to basically go about our technology and business, which, which we are, that sort of makes for some very good conversations, I think, with a lot of the brands, which is great. I'm happy to talk about that as well. Just so those that are listening in kind of get a picture of what happens on Chronicle when you buy an NFT. So when we team up with the brand and our art department creates the collectible and we get all of the approvals with the brands, uh, we basically set a date and put the collectible into the Chronicle store where, you know, where we're setting variables like, you know, how many mintings of this collectible will there be? Will it be a rare or a common card or an epic or a legendary? And, you know, what will the price point be? At that point, though, they're actually not minted onto the blockchain yet. We've kind of created Chronicle in a, in a way that when the user is at the purchase point and they've purchased the collectible, it actually gets minted in front of them on the screen and actually gets written onto the blockchain at, at that point. So pretty interesting from a user experience of getting to see that little pop-up and animation and see it all happening. That's basically how it's done. Got it. And thank you for making that distinction. So this is more centralized platform, which helps with asking for the usability and quick onboarding and uh, some of what some larger brands potentially have been looking for. I know that you have been working on quite a few things to help get this out to the market. I believe there are a couple of announcements that are coming into place as well as far as users being able to see it on their phone in a couple different ways. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, definitely. So, so initially, um, you know, very early on, I think we recognized that greater than 50% of the audience and the traffic that was coming to Chronicle were coming from mobile phones. And, and that was actually very exciting for us because we just basically thought, wow, you know, the creating an easy to use platform like Chronicle, one thing, but you know, then the idea of sort of people being able to have collectibles in their pocket, basically with, with a smartphone, we thought the opportunity was, was you know, even, even grander at that point. And so we kind of made it a bit of a focus in the last few weeks alone to get the uh, Chronicle application web mobile ready, which basically means that on your smartphone, smartphone device using you know whatever you use, Safari or Chrome, you'll be able to access the Chronicle platform and use it with all the same features as you would on your desktop computer. Sounds easy, but it, it does take a while to get it. Something as complicated as Chronicle kind of ready for a smartphone. So that, that's actually dropping on Monday, uh, November the 1st. So I believe by the time everyone's hearing this, it should, should have been out for a few weeks. The other thing, which is a, 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 a massive win for us, um, and this is kind of exclusive, I guess you're hearing it first here, is that yeah, about an hour ago, we were also approved on the Google Play Store, which was just a, a massive, massive win for Chronicle. You know, being able to get a app into the hands of users that, you know, they can have Again, they can register, they can log in, they can purchase their collectibles, they can house their collectibles all in an app on their smartphone. Um, it's just a, a really good win for us and for the brands. No doubt. Congratulations on that. That is big news. Um, having experience in the app startup world, uh, getting approved on any major store, Apple, Google, what have you, challenge. So uh, congrats uh, on that. Time consuming process. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very, very much so. And having more ways that people can immediately or you can get to your target audience, especially realizing where they're coming from, not so much 
desktop computers, but from their phones. It's going to be very powerful. So I'm excited to see what the the growth is going to be like and how people pick this up and and start using this. As you kind of take a step back and look at everything that has happened in 2021, being as bullish of a year as it's been in the crypto blockchain, NFT, DeFi, everything space, what do you think is going to be one of the larger like opportunities in this space that not necessarily a lot of people are paying attention to? My gut feeling is that a lot of the technology that we're seeing, like I think, I think we all agree that things like Bitcoin are, are here to stay long term. We've, you know, we've Bitcoin's been legitimized this year in the sense of you know governments are taking interest and yeah, uh, ETFs are being approved and, and whatnot. I kind of uh, you know, and, and again, you know, we're looking at what Facebook's doing with Meta and you know the, the rise of the metaverses and and whatnot. And, digital collectibles and NFTs, I kind of am hoping that the direction that we're going to go in is, is some kind of a uniform standard, I guess, for interoperability. I kind of am hoping that's that's the way that we'll go. And, and I hope that Chronicle will be a, be a part of that, if not you know, help to lead it. Kind of get the sense that that's going to be the, the, the big thing. And, and yes, I think that you know, the metaverses, I think that they are here to stay. You know, I, think, I think just looking at how successful something like Roblox is right now is pretty insane. And you look at that generation, they're, they're growing up with the metaverse. <laughs> I kind of think that that generation's ahead of us in some aspects. So yeah, certainly interruptibility, the, the, you know, being able to connect different, you know, metaverses, different wallets, you know, realm connecting to Decentraland and those kind of opportunities, that for me is mind-blowing. And if we can achieve that, I think that's, I'm very excited for the future. I agree. I think the numbers speak for themselves ever since the Facebook announcement of their move to focus on metaverses. All metaverse crypto projects have been exploding. I mean, the central land is up, I think, like 150% in like the last 48 hours, which is insane. And a bunch of the other projects like Roblox and newer project called like Blocktopia, a bunch of them are, are surging right now. And it's because people recognize that that's the future and kind of what we're headed towards. So thank you for, for putting that on everyone's horizon. But you know, a couple of the things that I just want to ask, you know, I like to ask all of our speakers who come on with all the information that you have right now, and you go back to yourself when you first got started in the crypto blockchain space, which one or two pieces of advice that you'd give yourself as you would like kind of go and first learn about everything that's going on in, within the crypto blockchain world? First bits of advice, be patient. Definitely number one, be patient. I think, uh, you know, crypto things move so fast that yeah, some you know sometimes you think something's going to go up and it dips and a little bit and you panic, you sell and it rips up and you know these kind of opportunities just be like be patient and, and you can attribute that to hold I guess huddle but yeah certainly don't you know rush things. I've I've learned to be very patient in this space so that's definitely the first one. If you don't understand something, don't go into it. I dabble in things like leveraged markets and I'm like yeah I'm not touching that again. Yeah so just yeah stick to what you're comfortable with. Yeah, so first piece of advice, definitely be patient. Second piece of advice I would say is you know, don't go into something that you don't quite understand yet. Um, and I say that in reference to myself, kind of got excited with you know leveraged markets and those kind of things. If you don't understand it, don't try it because you might end up losing what you had to begin with, which was which was good. So yeah, definitely definitely be patient and do your research a little bit. Would be probably the two biggest advices. Done all right this year, I think. Oh, yeah. But you also just need the experience of of trying things and, you know, learning from them. But to your point, be patient and don't just go all the way in if you don't 
fully understand it, it it's fine to dabble and to test. You, you'll lose a lot of money that way if uh, you don't necessarily do your research and understand what's going on. So Tim, I, I definitely agree with that and I appreciate uh, that sentiment. But, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, man, what's the final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners here today? Yeah, for everyone listening out there, I hope, you know, if you've got sort of five or 10 minutes of spare time, do check out Chronicle. Platform's up and running now. I think we've done a uh, collaboration with the CW television network in the US where we've got some NFTs for Penn and Teller. And I think up until now, we still have a few for free, which which you can claim if you go into chronicle.io. So that would be really cool if, if everyone can check us out. And yeah, if you've got, again, if you like what you see, download the app on Google Play if you've got an Android device. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing all that. And I know you already uh, dropped a couple of things just now, but uh, what are ways that people can connect with you and just keep on learning more about Chronicle? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, website, uh, www.chronicle.io. We are on Twitter. We've got a pretty active Twitter. Type uh, Chronicle XML, you should find us. We're also active on Telegram as well. All the social networks, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, we have relatively young social media accounts, but we're starting to get a bit more active there as well. Uh, we're should be able to find us. We're quite, quite vocal now. Gotcha. Well, perfect. Well, again, Tim, thank you so much for joining us. And of course, for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from BG93. Compelling content delivered in a digestible format demystifies the crypto world by engaging participants from all corners in intelligent conversation. Remarkably interesting. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space 
and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the CryptoCurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other CryptoCurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.